worship song on your heart tonight yeah only because i figured out that um jay-z's family feud beyonce wasn't singing higher she was singing higher which apparently is tongues we're yet praying for your salvation (laughs) one day one day you're going to i'm so sorry (laughs) That phone, you know, that phone does so much. Every time. Well, praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to another episode of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia, where we discuss all things adulting and how we're just don't know how to do it. And we're fumbling and falling and finding our way. Um, Shout out to everyone who's listening right now. How y'all doing? Everybody doing all right? How y'all doing in the house tonight? Let me see your outfits. Let me see your shoes. Mm-hmm. What's going on, sis? What's happening in your world? Oh, man. Everything. So much. So many things all the time. Um, I had dinner. <laughs> I had dinner with Crystal the other day. <laughs> she took me to a karaoke barbecue uh, nigga night in hmm. Harlem uh at uh, up the street and it was a very very black time we intended to literally go get drinks and go eat and then discovered that niggas were doing karaoke but it wasn't like legit karaoke with the stage they were doing it in front of the door with a Mm. microphone i don't believe there was a real screen but i'm not sure and um the dj slash vj also was taking orders i don't know it was very interesting so there was that <laughs> there was that i went to kendrick lamar and that was a good ass time oh my god that was so good you know i love me some k-dot with his little short self there were a lot of young people in the audience and a lot of caucasians because apparently they listened to travis scott okay i didn't understand anything that he said and he was flying around on like this giant, like, have you ever, no, you've never played Pokemon. So for those who listen, who play Pokemon, you remember like when you, you would see the gym and it would be this giant like bird flapping in the distance. That's what this thing looked like that, that Travis Scott was riding on the stage. It was like a giant mechanical bird. On the stage? On the stage. Above the stage. He was flying on it? To and fro. To and fro where though? It was Across at Barclays? It was at Barclays. Now, granted, the bird moved very slow. I don't know if that was the intention, <laughs> but he flew to and fro on this giant mechanical Pokemon bird. So I did that. I went to that with, um, uh, our, we talked about our good sis Antoinette, Shanti hey from Around the Way Curls, and Fran. Hey, Fran. Hey. Fran, and Antonio, and then me and my husband. So that was a good time. And we met up with Fury afterwards. And, you know, it was a party. It was a party. It was a party. So we did that. So it was a good week. Tell me, how was your week? Oh, girl. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I had a week. Anything. I had a really long week, uh, but I made it through. I was at some retreat center for my job. My, my job hosts professional development for faculty during the summer, and we have these institutes. So we were at this retreat center in the woods, in the sticks in Maryland for the last two weeks. And it was really cool, but it was also really labor-intensive. And then, you know, my life just continued to life while I was there. 
and had some unexpected challenges, but I made it through, not complaining at all. I'm learning that challenges really, I mean, it's all cliche and corny, but they really do teach good lessons about like yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to keep that perspective and just kind of roll with the punches and just Talk keep keep on, you know, believing that God's not going to play me out here. He just refuses. <laughs> He's not going to have me out here looking stupid, like no matter what. No, so I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. Um, but yeah, I, I I got home late Saturday night. Sunday was a cool day. Um, I got a chance to see Girls Trip and hang out with my good, good friend Cortez. So shout out to you, Cortez. Curtis. Um, indeed uh and then you know just got ready for work today and watched insecure yes which we will get to we will get to um but yeah it was a pretty decent weekend i'm looking forward to next weekend which will hopefully be better amen well speaking of next weekend for everybody listening Make sure if you are in the New York City area or in the tri-state area um, that you come out to Makosa, Brooklyn this weekend. Uh, they just they they did a small tour, so they just did one in in Charlotte, and there's two. Uh, they did one in Chicago, and then there's another city. I know that they're doing like a pop-up Makosa in, but Makosa is a party that's hosted. I feel like I said this before, once a month, only in the summertime in Brooklyn and in LA. So I will be there with my sis Santana doing the food so you guys come out and 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 buy a plate and have a good time it's a party that has a ton of different djs and it is really a wang ding doodle so make sure you come out and say hello at makosa this weekend in brooklyn well that and sounds delightful this is another episode of getting grown like he has said where we learn how to adult because we don't really know what we're doing but <laughs> with that being all out of the way make sure you listen make sure you like make sure you rate thank you for everybody who continues to do so everybody and shout out writing in shout out to everyone who let us know that they uh clicked the link and checked out form beauty and place yes. orders and all that stuff so that's awesome you know it's a blessing to get the sponsors but in order to keep them joints y'all got to get out here and uh, purchase you know what i'm saying so we appreciate everyone who shouted us out and let us know keep us posted as to how the products work for you we are enjoying them um yes and looking forward to you know keep continuing to try them out the different things i I think i've tried a a few things but i'm gonna take my braids out this weekend and hopefully give the whole line a go so i can't wait to hear yeah 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 i did i did the whole line outside of like the heat protectant because i have no reason for that but (laughs) i did a bunch of other stuff and i've used my form products quite often so make sure you guys check out formbeauty.com you can do the forward slash grown to get your discount 10 percent off 10 whole percent (laughs) <laughs> that is 0.10%. Okay. That's a, couple, that's a couple coins off of your purchase. So make sure you check out Form Beauty. Anyway, let's go ahead and get into the show. Ew. My sis is popping right now. Like. Shout out to my sis. The segment where we feature our sisters and brothers who are doing things in the streets, in the arts, in the businesses. In, in the, the classrooms, in, in the, the boardrooms, on the stages, in everywhere the th- but the sheets. Okay, well, yes, because we just don't know that part of your life. And that's okay. Well, you know, unless you want to, sh- I don't know. Like, I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> you shouldn't be in in the, in the streets with your sis. 
You should. I really hope you're not. In if it's your sis, like you know, what I'm saying, like that, that ain't your sis, and, and it's not your sis if you guys are in the streets. That's just the word to the wise. Shout out to my sis this week is actually one of our sisters. You're um, damn right, Nikki. Absolutely love her. She is literally, literally one of our very closest sisters. Um, she just had our niece. Yeah, I love her so much, Micah. Uh, I love you. you. I love Nikki. And Nikki has her own makeup um, company in Houston called Canvas MUA. So you can check her out at www.canvasmua.com. Make sure that you go, you check out the before and after pictures. Um, You can check out some of the events that she's done. And there is a contact form there for you to fill out. Nikki just did uh, a couple of ladies' faces for Drake. Um, She's done tons of weddings She's done tons of events. She does her. She beats her face down. You can check her out on Instagram under Nick the Hummingbird and also Canvas MUA. Make sure you, you. I think it's Canvas underscore MUA, but make sure that you, um, you click the follow button and check her out if you are in the Houston area and you're looking for somebody to do your makeup because my sister beats a face. Indeed. Okay? Um, uh, Floyd Mayweather. Girl, I really don't like him. <laughs> what? We- I don't like him, but he beats um, a face. When uh, Crystal went to L.A., was it for the Golden Globes, the Emmys? What was she, what was the Emmys? It was the, the Emmys. Emmys. <laughs> She's going to be at the Golden Globes one yes. day. Nikki uh, yes. Nikki went with her and did Nikki her was, face. Nikki was responsible for Crystal's beat for the Emmys. Nikki has beat my face for a wedding, and I, I will never be the same again. Nikki um, beat my sister's face for her wedding and did the bridal party and did indeed, my mother and did indeed, myself. Indeed. She is uh, she is the makeup artist in these streets. As the makeup enthusiast myself, I can attest to her skill. Her studio offers a wide range of services and she'll get you together from everything for your prom, if you have a television appearance, yeah. if you have a homecoming, if you have a class reunion, anything where you need to show up and your mug needs to be stopped, you need to <laughs> call her at you need to holler at our good sis Nikki at Campus Makeup Artistry. That's www.campusmua.com. And make Go sure get you your tell face her. Notarized. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And make sure you tell her that Jaden Kia sent you out here. All right. Absolutely. And her studio is the cutest. It's this little black and white, and they got the little hints of the rose gold. She's got these little rose gold bar stools. I mean, it is just, I saw this all on FaceTime, by the way, but it is literally the cutest thing in the world. And I can attest to her makeup skills. She's done my family. She's done events for me. She's done friends I know. She's done all types of people. And like I said, she just did a, a range of, of women for Drake. So Nikki is out here doing her thing. Check her out, canvasmua.com. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We love you, sis. Love you. Well, hello, boys and girls. It's time to gather around the kitchen table for another uh, good old conversation. We've got snacks and we've got plenty of tea to spill. Wait, so Um, wait, what kind of snacks do you have? I want to know what you got this week. I'm hungry. uh, I'm still feasting on the dinner that I prepared on tonight. And it looked litty fi litty. Like that looked so good. I am very pleased. Tell with the people what you made. Listen, let me tell you something. I am wife material. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Wifey. I'm going to be out here feeding somebody. Okay. <laughs> I'm about to change your name of my phone to Dr. Wifey. That's it. I'm going to be out here. I'm making a home out this piece. I don't know what you talk about. I had all kinds of aromas wafting through the air up in here. I said, somebody better mind. come snatch my sister up. You're going to come home to a hot meal. And she's gonna have oh, on a um a graduation cap and like, 
Shut no up. <laughs> It'll be face. <laughs> my choo- listen, my choosability quotients are off the scale. I'm just not letting cho- y'all know. Not choosability quotients. I am, cho- my, listen, my scores are going up, honey. Up, up, and away. But a credit karma. Listen, <laughs> listen, I make your credit report better. That's it. This week I just got fries. Um, I put some Tony's on them. Tony Saturis. So Tony. what I did was oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I made a shrimp boil. So I'm trying to, you know, watch my figures. Cause you know, summer months are still upon us. And I still have a little bit more time left on my um dressing like a thought meter. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, the time is winding down, but I still got just a little bit of, of time left. So I'm trying to keep things, you know, where they supposed to be. So I'm trying to watch my carbohydrate intake. So I made a shrimp boil, but instead of using potatoes and corn, I added asparagus and broccoli. Talk about it. Some smoked sausage, Mm. some shrimp. I put all that in some foil with a little olive oil. I took a little um, Old Bay seasoning, Mm -hmm. some uh, garlic salt, and Mm. some Tony Saturies. And let me Mm. tell you what I did. So... Shout out to my homie Leslie. She put me on to this young lady on online who has uh, an online cookbook. Her name is like Stovetop Kisses or something. So she mm-hmm. she that's where we got this recipe from. Let me tell you what set this shrimp boil off some proper light. She took some of you know the Hidden Valley Ranch packets. Mm-hmm. Girl, mm-hmm. she put that thing over in that shrimp boil. Hmm. You put that in the oven for about. You wrap it up in four. Make you a little four packet. Put that in your oven at like 425 degrees for a good 15 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Something about the way that ranch packet got up, <laughs> up in them broccolis. Got up in them broccoli florets, though. That sounds delicious. What I did, I took a little bit of butter, you know, just a little butter, put it on top of the packets before you wrap it in the foil. Mm. So nice. Mm. Girl, I was in here off with a little butter. I don't care what kind of diet plan you want. I don't believe in diets. Butter is of the Lord. Butter is what the Lord gave us. You're supposed to have it. It goes on your food. Like I don't care what you say. Like it goes on your food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What it, that's what it's there for. That's mm-hmm. why there's always butter. I don't care what runs out in the store. There's butter. You know why? Because you're supposed to have it. You need it. You do need it. But yeah, that's what I'm bringing to the kitchen table today. Everyone's welcome to sample it. Yeah. But, you know, don't get zealous with your picking in my plates. All right? Oh, I will. I will. Well, yeah. You got them little nigga shrimp or you got like some nice decent size Oh, I got some grown man shrimp oh, because what you. I am is grown. I okay, didn't want I any childish that. shrimp on my on, in my shrimp bowl. I don't like those little, little roach nigga shrimp that they be giving <laughs> you at the Chinese spot. I'm like, come on, man. This is not even shrimp. This is bugs. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> larva. <laughs> okay, well, we're supposed to be talking about like actual topics at the kitchen table and not just what we're eating, but God bless. So, we would be totally remiss in not acknowledging Insecure, which returned season two Ooh. of Insecure returned last night, July 23rd. Well, I guess whenever we list, whenever y'all, this airs, it, it returned on Tuesday. July 23rd, right? <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> yes. So two days ago at this point, uh, July 23rd, I think 30 p.m. on HBO. And you know, we got to say, we got to shout out our good old brother, Dustin, Dustin. Frederick Ross. Mm-hmm. 
Let me tell you something. When I saw that baby's face on my television screen, I literally stood there grinning like I was somebody's Aunt like Nancy at graduation. I was just like, would you just look at my, look at my brother. Look at him. Just look, look at, at him. him. Just look, look at him. Out here living the dream. He's out here being Issa's date. So cute. Okay. Being so pretend cute. Like I was so happy to see Dustin on my screen. He popped up, and I'm literally skinning and grinning. It got we were so proud to the point where Tristan was was like grinning. Grin, Tristan is my husband. He was just up there, just smiling. Like just look, look at Tristan. That, and, Tristan and Dustin are like they're they're Close. two peas. Yeah. They're two peas. So he was like he was like yeah, look at, look at my boy, look at my boy. I was like yeah, look at him <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> So I get shout so excited. out like, first and foremost to him. I was so excited for Insecure to come back, but I was even more excited to be able to finally let the cat out of the bag that my brother was going to be on there. So I'm so proud of him out here doing his thing. I see so many big things for him in the future. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be it's going to be major. This is literally just the beginning. And I've been holding on to that secret for a little while myself. Ooh, for a <laughs> minute. I'm like, oh, oh my God. We were FaceTiming the other day. I was like, damn, can I say it? <laughs> I was like, what's up? When he told me, he was like, you better not tell nobody but God. <laughs> <laughs> you better never tell nobody but God. And I said, I give you my word, nigga. I won't. I promise. <laughs> Same. We were sitting on my back steps, uh, uh, just watching the children play basketball in the other yard. And we were just sitting back there and he was like, Jay, I'm going to tell you something. But you can't tell. No, you can't tell nobody. I was like, all right, I put it on everything, on everything, on everything. <laughs> and I didn't say nothing to nobody. I didn't say nothing. But we are so proud of you, Dustin. We love you so much. Indeed. Um, and we can't wait to see all of the things that you do in the future. Yeah, now man. that we got we like here. the decent men out of the way, oh let's, hell, let's talk about it. So yeah, insecure is back. We love insecure for a lot of reasons. Like, oh wait a minute, hold on, wait, no, no, no. I'm sorry, sis. We didn't get all the good stuff out of the way. So listen, okay, we are not here to do an insecure recap because what you can do on the very same day that you check out getting grown, you can check out insecurity by right, our sisters. Right. Crystal and Fran. Um, you Make can sure listen to that. it. Yes, please listen to it. Make sure you subscribe. I can't wait for it to come back. I was a, a I thoroughly enjoyed listening to Insecurity every time I watched an episode of Insecure last season. So make sure you check out our sisters doing the full recap, the Damn official it. Insecure recap on Insecurity. You can check it out on iTunes and everywhere else that you are listening. This is not a recap at all. This is just going to be what me and Jay think about things <laughs> so i don't want you to i don't want y'all y'all want to head over to insecurity for a real life recap this Absolutely. is going to be jade and kia letting y'all know why this is some bull swanky <laughs> um, and we all know that isa is out here isa and molly and the whole cat crew is out here trying to get grown so, Indeed. so i mean we felt like it was apropos for us apropos. to discuss <laughs> we was, we was gonna, uh, why was i gonna say <laughs> A propose. <laughs> a propose for us to talk about it on our show as well. Um, and I mean, everybody, the whole internet's been a buzz with Insecure since last night. Like, I was reading a whole bunch of stuff. You know, the think pieces. Everybody been t- typing fast in their homes trying to get their Tumblr pieces together. That's it. Uh, to talk about all things Insecure. Or as Dustin said, stink pieces. Oh. <laughs> 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 Um, so yeah, uh, sis, that's what they are. Let's start. 
let's start this let's start this conversation about insecure okay with tell me why tell me why you love it tell me why insecure is something that you like why why are we grateful to Issa for being out here with insecure we are grateful to sister Issa because insecure is so relatable word to people of our generation to people in our age bracket especially it is so relatable from just from the vernacular that she uses in the show like she doesn't she doesn't mince words she doesn't use pc language like she talks like we talk so that's probably the biggest reason why i love insecure besides the fact that it's created by a black woman it's created for for the people in our generation, men and women. And I just think that it was so well done. And I think it's such a genius piece. Um, specifically <laughs> about this particular episode, there's just, there were just so many little things. Cause you know, it's always the details and insecure that are always, uh, that are, that are the ones that get you. Mm-hmm. So when Issa said, you got a superhuman dick repellent, <laughs> I lifted my hand. I lifted that my is- hand. Exactly how we talk. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So exactly how we talk. And then you have Regina Hall on that TV show in the background, mm-hmm. in the background mm-hmm. with that fuck nigga that hangs out with Lawrence. And he was, <laughs> that nigga said, oh, bitch, just let the bitch read. Issa was watching it too at the house in the <laughs> following scene. I was like, I just love it. Last season, every time they were watching TV, they were watching that fake ass locked up. Oh my God. Or, I'm sorry, I can't even get my words out. Like, I can't. I want you to be better. It'd be, it be the little details that be getting to me. Last season, they had the jail show playing in the background, and it was so absolutely ridiculous. And so this season, they had the um, they had that slave show playing in the background. And he said, oh, bitch, just let the bitch read. <laughs> Shout out to Chad. Chad had a couple of one-liners oh, this episode. Which he did. Terrible. And then um, the do math, not meth sign. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my and then God. When, when Issa was talking to herself. Man. Before she wanted Lawrence to come over. And she was like, can we just pray together? <laughs> get yourself together. Oh, my she God. She said, can we just pray together? Niggas on niggas on niggas. Booyakasha. <laughs> you are so stupid. What were um, some, oh, and she played Cardi B. She did play Cardi B. No, but my yell laugh moment was when the Bloods came into the party. <laughs> yes, yes. And yes. your boy was like, it looks like we got bumpany. I was like, oh. <laughs> he said, you beaut and you thick. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Y'all are going to get so sick of my giggling. I That is what I do the entire time I watch the show. Like that show is so, you beaut and you thick. So like oh not only God. not only is Issa spot on in terms of her references and it's the show is relatable because it's like it is actually uh our lives depicted like in a in a television show in real time. In twenty um, twenty two <laughs> in thirty minutes. Exactly. Uh I also feel like Issa does an awesome job of um really displaying the complexity of black womanhood um and i mean not just womanhood but just like the complexity of of people in relationship i mean men and women Mm -hmm. complexity of relationships it's not just one dimension so like even in terms of like what it means to be single this Mm -hmm. is such a layered um such a layered presentation of what it means to be single 
on Insecure and even other shows that are not sitcoms, but like shows like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, like people view singleness as kind of like this purgatory before you're in a relationship. Right. And it's like all things that go on within that are are relative to, you know, this this ideal relationship. Um and if you're if you're single, you're often sad, you're lonely, you're eating ice cream, those kinds of things. But I think what I really like about Insecure is that you get to see single people work out their singleness in so many different ways. The good, exactly. like the good, the bad, the ugly, though. So you mm-hmm. have people who, you know, we all just trying to figure figure it out. Um, and what I also like about it is like, you know, the complexity of singleness is also juxtaposed against the complexity of being in relationships because relationships are not perfect. So Ooh. you see all of that. So I really think that Issa nailed it. And Insecure is one of my favorite things for a lot of those reasons. Um, cause I feel like all the characters that are presented in the show are relatable. And to so many of us, um, in our, in our respective lives. And absolutely. Inter- I'm sorry. No, 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 go even, ahead. Even, um, last season where they touched on the top, not touched on, but they delved into the topic of, you know, dating a bisexual man like these right. are real conversations yeah, yeah, yeah. like and that's the one thing about sitcoms that we've been seeing for so long is they gloss over things they show oh we're a family we can come together things always work out in the end oh you were pulled over by the police i know you're scared son but i'm just going to teach you that you should never say anything again like they're just not realistic whereas with insecure it's very realistic and like you said there's so many layers to it and they break it apart and they really delve into the things the real conversations that people are having and one of you know one of those being like okay so would you date a bisexual man and they presented it from so many different aspects and it opened up so many different conversations but what were you going to get into yeah i'm just saying like it makes us think it makes us it makes us be critical of ourselves and critical of our decisions and critical about our perspectives and the way that we see things. So I love a show that will challenge me and make me think about things in ways that I wouldn't necessarily think about them. Yeah. Um, Cause like you said, previous sitcoms kind of wrap, wrap situations up in a nice neat bow. Um, but that's not life. That's not life no. at all. That's definitely not adulting. I, I can definitely respect and, and appreciate the art of insecure for what it is. And the internet was Everybody was talking about Insecure Today in some pretty interesting ways. My timeline was definitely popping with, you know, all kinds of questions and responses and comments. So I thought it would be cool to kind of keep that conversation going here at the kitchen table and kind of get your take on things. And from there, kind of unpack what some of the things that go on Insecure kind of show us about contradictions in like life and society and how we view like perspectives and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to first ask you which character this um, rare breed on Twitter posed the question today and I retweeted it and responded, but I wanted to ask you which character on insecure do you most relate to and why? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, Issa's mom. I'm not sure. I, I, <laughs> I because the only married person on the show is Amanda Seals, and she is clearly a wonderful actress because she does a really good job of getting on my nerves <laughs> the entire episode, every episode. The only thing I appreciated about this last one was when she was like, 
do you have any herb? You have any herb? Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, finally, this bitch let something loose. Like I like do. She, so, she gets on my last nerve. But maybe but not I, you I, right I, now. But like maybe uh, you once upon a time. Yeah, it doesn't have to be Ooh, like that's a current. Good one. It doesn't have to be current day, Jade. This is very. This is very true. Thank you. Good point. Good point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your serve. Um, I think. I was probably a combo of people okay. like you, when you're talked about the layers and the complexities, I think uh, like we talk, you know, we see Lisa with all these thoughts in her head. I know I definitely had a, you know what? I was a, I had a big chunk of Issa in me, but the only difference is I was a little bit more vocal about my likes and my dislikes. Um, probably not as much as I should have been the whole time. Otherwise, I, things would have gone very differently for me. But I was a little bit more vocal, like a Kelly maybe. But I was very much easy. But then I had a little bit of Molly in me too because we saw in the and we'll get to that too. But we saw in that in that in the scene for next week where Issa's asking Molly how to teach her how to hoe. Mm. I've never needed to ask that question. Come on. <laughs> Stand up in your mess, honey. Stand up. I'm just saying, like, I never, I didn't, I like, I just didn't need any guidance. <laughs> I was not always, saying that I had a whole period, but I'm just saying, like, I was just pretty well versed in whatever, you know, whatever it is I needed to do at the time. Relatively clear on how to go about. You know what I'm saying? So that. it's like a dash of Molly, but like a, some, some of Issa, and then there was a little bit of Kelly in there too. Like, I think I was a combination of a few people. Who do you find yourself relating to the most? I see Kelly in you, but yeah, um, I definitely felt like I relate to Issa a lot, uh, and with just a spot of the Molly, uh, because because um, <laughs> Molly's a, but both of them are a mess. Both of them are walking disasters, but aren't we all though? That's why the show I yeah. think is so real. Um, and it's like, can we really, I, that's why I don't feel no way about judging any one of these characters because mm -mm. at some point in my life, I have been in these shoes. So I feel like I can speak last one. from a place of experience that, you know, it's just kind of like cuts that whole layer of judgment out. It's like, girl, I know this because I've been there. But um, I felt like, I said this on Twitter earlier today. So shout out to all y'all that follow me and shout out to everyone who was just kind of engaging and responding to us talking uh, and engaging and responding to this conversation that we were having about insecure. So I definitely feel like I relate to, to Issa and this is why Issa frustrates me. So, cause it's mm -hmm. like, you know how, when you see yourself, it's like, ah, I like, yes. So Issa is notorious for holding people to standards that she's never articulated. Notorious. Hey. <laughs> The doctor says I need about three weeks of recovery. All the hey. loving me, staying the best part of the day is my head feeding me breakfast and giving me a sponge bath. Rest Come in, on, sis. Rest in heaven, Biggie. No, 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 notorious. No, it really gets uh, on my nerves. Uh, I hate when I do stuff like that because it makes me nervous. Because I feel like I'm gonna be 79 years old and somebody's board of trustees meeting somewhere, and somebody gonna say like, "Notorious," and I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Just let me tell you something. I can get to a level where I have a a show oh on my the God. Food Network. Okay, <laughs> a litter of children behind me. Oh my God! And everything else. And guess what's getting ready to happen when crime mobs knock if you butt comes on Bruh. or some cut? Cause I'm, I come in the club shaking my dread over these old and busting these heads. <laughs> <laughs> like 
Oh, what it is, ho. Oh, oh what's, what's up? up? All we need is the little creek, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's all we need. Like that's, Y'all know I love that I demeaning so, ass I'm, song. <laughs> I get so, like, I just sometimes... It's just so disheartening because I feel like we've been, we've been saying that since undergrad though. My, me and my friend Jessica, like we always said, we're going to be on the board of trustees at our, the school where we went to undergrad. <laughs> and this is that girl, we're going to be at reunion in like 2040, right? We're going to be like 60 <laughs> something years old and somebody going to play, uh, uh, <laughs> we going to, all we going to hear is for the nine, nine and 2000, we going to be <laughs> stretching. Like, all right, girl. To touch your toes. Like, like it is what it I'm gonna is. Tell somebody to hold my glasses while I bend over. <laughs> and, and we, cause girl, you working with some ass yet? <laughs> like, doobie, baby. Just, I wear my hood right on my sleeve. Like, I just do. So I just know that whatever happens, no matter where I get in this life, there are certain things that are going to happen regardless. And me busting out, um, you know, for for Trillville, some cut. For juvenile slow motion, you know what I'm saying? For back that at like those are staples and those are going to come out in one form or another. That was quite a tangent. We do apologize. Or Sorry. we don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is what we do. Welcome back to getting <laughs> What was I saying? <laughs> I literally don't remember. Something about something being notorious because that's how we went all the way there. Um, oh my gosh, sis. Issa is notorious. Is that what I for. said? Um, yes. Damn, I really don't know what I was saying. Uh, <laughs> Make oh, a new one. Hell. Uh, <laughs> yikes. Oh, who I? Oh, oh. Issa is not okay. Yes, Issa is yes. notorious for holding people to standards that she has not articulated. Because I feel like Issa and myself, like we do a lot of processing and thinking. And, and pontificating inside. <laughs> like, we be having a full on. Issa, you watch, like, like that whole, everything that she was saying to the mirror when she was like, when, when Jay, when she was rehearsing <laughs> for when to answer the door. Here's your jury duty. Exactly. And here's your jury booty. It's <laughs> even the very first scene, the opening scene where, yes. you know, she's having conversations and she's talking to the random yeah. dates. Yes. All this stuff she should have been saying out of her mouth, but she's saying it in her head. So yep. I definitely have lived that life where I have con- constructed and been in a full on relationship by myself, like literally made a decision about a relationship or been operating within what I thought was a relationship without actually saying, hey, nigga, is we really together or not? And I, I think that while Issa and Lawrence were in a committed relationship, there's a lot of conversation that should have happened between the two of them that didn't. I mean, clearly communication was a very huge, she would, they're, they're both extremely passive aggressive. Issa is extremely passive aggressive. Um, and where I relate with Issa is I definitely freestyle to myself mm-hmm. and I also hold full blown conversations with myself. I do that even now. Like I hold full blown conversations and this is how you end up getting fucked up out here in these streets because you be holding these full ass conversations creating entire scenarios and like entire like lens like game of thrones you know what i'm saying you be creating this shit in your head and then 
the reality comes and it's like, oh, it's not like that at all. Actually. Exactly. And, <laughs> and, and Issa's always able to see everybody else's situation so clear, but it takes her a while to come to grips with her own F-ups, <laughs> like yep. her own yep. flaws, her own issues. Like, so I can definitely relate to that because I have definitely seen that in myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like I relate to Molly in that on the outside, Molly has all of her shit together. You know, she's, in the career she's doing well and it's it's social she goes out she does things and from the outside looking in people would be like oh well you know molly got it all together but on like in the finale um and throughout last season we got to see a lot of molly's shortcomings and a lot of the things the issues that she had within herself that made that were manifested in her relationships in the way that she dealt with not only men, but with her other friends as well. Mm -hmm. So I can, I can definitely relate to, to both Molly and Issa in in those regards. I also felt like if I had to pick a character that I most relate to, I would have to say that I relate most to those children who stole the snacks. (laughs) (laughs) The habanero Oreos. Cause I was like, bruh, like that is so something I would have done. Just gone in there and just been like, see the butter on that popcorn. That's the first thing I saw when they showed that food scene. I said, I would definitely take that popcorn. I said, can I see a brochure? And literally knowing good and well, I'm not going to use any of this stuff, but I just I'm wanted just to see for the gummy bears. I just wanted to see what these snacks are sitting for. <laughs> um, but in any case, yeah. So let me ask you this. There's a lot of debate today about who's worse, like, especially in terms of trash, like who's the trash? Like is, is Lawrence trash? Is Issa trash? Is Molly trash? Is Tasha trash? Who is in the running? <laughs> So to my, my answer to all of that is yes. Yes. <laughs> Probably with the exception of Tasha. I don't feel like, See, I feel like Tasha's, Tasha's, trash. Tasha's <laughs> not trash. She's, Tasha's not trash. She's irritating as all hell and she's pressed. Like mm. she's thirsty. Mm. She's very, she's very, mm. very like, like hot like comb hot pressed. Comb. Like, <laughs> like back of the neck, head. get the kitchen pressed. Hot like she is grease. pressed. I'm not, and I'm talking about Marcel hot no, comb. I'm not talking about nothing you plug in the right, wall. She's hot, no. hot comb pressed. And she's, um, she's a little. She's actually hot comb on a gas stove. Pressed, yes. Like yes. In the fire. In the flame. In the flame. Right. On the paper towel, yes. turning it black. Yes. Pressed. pressed. She's very pressed. She's very thirsty. Very parched. parched. She's dry. She's. I said. Dehydrated. I said on Twitter that she was desiccated. You know, like des- <laughs> desiccated. It's like a level of dehydration where there is literally zero moisture. Like yeah. think of like freeze dried. Like that's what yeah. she's astronaut food. That that old like, Tasha. Not even a banana and a Gatorade can fix her. Not like coconut water. Like zero zero moisture. Hospital zero moisture. So that, but I wouldn't say that she's trash. No, um, she is She is definitely between the pages pressed. So Tasha, okay, here's my take on Tasha before we get into your other question. Okay. We definitely just broke her down, but... <laughs> I don't... Tasha, uh, okay, yeah. Well, there's, there's, there's not much more to break down because she's basic. Like, but, Tasha's very... I mean, I, mean from, I have nice things to say about Tasha. Tasha has very perky breasts. Her bosoms are got, very pretty. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they are. They're great. Her like, areolas are. As, and you know, I say that with all like I, ratio. Listen, I mean, I can as a heterosexual woman, I too can acknowledge a very pretty breast. She's got a pretty set of titties. I'm not. That's not. Yeah, they're nice. And as a, and, and as, a as a as as a woman who has gotten a tattoo at 15 years old, 
um, which means it's very stupid and it's in a place that it has no business being. I know it is not on my ass. I I ain't say nothing. I feel like I am very well within my right to judge the rose that was on her ass because (laughs) I have, I may or may not have a tattoo that may or may not be Japanese characters. Tell your businesses. That may or may not say Jade, Jewel, or like, I don't know, cashew chicken. Well, I so, hope it don't say, I was about to say, I hope it don't say Peking, <laughs> Peking duck, my nigga. That's what I hope. I hope they say curry puffs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Curry puffs are delicious. <laughs> oh, hey. it says curry puffs. I can live with it. So listen, but, what were you going to say? This is your take so, on Tasha. Tasha's not, she's basic. Tasha's basic to me. And she's, she just really, really like, she really wants to be in a relationship. She really likes Lawrence and she really like takes him at face value. Everything that he, everything that he is right there. She's happy with it. Like it doesn't take a whole lot to please her. Which makes me a little sad. Yeah. You know, but she just don't know no better. So I can't say that she's trash. That makes, that's right. I don't, I won't call her trash. I just feel like maybe she doesn't know any better, but I feel like she has maybe she doesn't know that she actually does deserve better than what she's not only settling for but literally fighting for like literally like literally like putting in a day's work to get yeah um and it's like bless her heart but i feel like mm, she'll come around eventually but i don't feel comfortable calling her trash like the whole world was dragging on tasha today and i was like she's irritating she's very i mean she's She's irritating but i don't think that she's trash um no she's not trash but in the question i was going to ask is if we're talking about who is in the running for being like the most trash on the show to you if we're going to be honest, if we're going to be fully honest, y'all, we're going to have to say Issa. And we're going to have to say Issa because, and I hate to say that because I don't want to put a black woman first as like the number one trash character on this show. But if we look at Lawrence and his pattern of things, did Lawrence lack initiative? Yes. Was Lawrence complacent? Yes. Was Lawrence probably slightly lazy? Yes. But Lawrence also was not communicated with. So he was in a place where he truly thought that things were okay between the two of them. And she did not communicate how she was feeling. She did it passive aggressively, but she didn't like sit down and have an adult conversation with him about how she felt. Instead, she tried to have her cake and eat it too. She's sneaking around on Facebook. Every time he's falling asleep, she's clicking around on this nigga statuses. And then as soon as the nigga stirs in his sleep, she's closing the laptop. Like she was moving like a fuck girl. Like that's what she was doing. And then she goes and she has sex with this nigga in a studio on a leather couch. Ew. <laughs> and... So she does that and then she goes back to her man and then she gets all caught up. And while I don't think Issa is necessarily trash, if we're going to answer this question directly, she is probably the most trash character because she did the most amount of bullshit. I think it's because she's irresponsible. She's very irresponsible and um, she's immature mm-hmm. and she doesn't handle her shit right. So and I can that's say why I'm that. like, she's not trash. Right. but And I can say that having been there. Having been, and I think that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. It's like what I think we do oftentimes, I don't want to say, I don't want, as people, but mostly as women, mm-hmm. we allow feelings to cloud our judgment to the point yeah, where yeah. we 
you know, we stop talking. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we stop talking. We stop saying what we need for fear of a lot of things. For fear of, like, if I say this, this nigga's going to think I'm nagging him. Or, you know, all that comes with that. You know, uh, but... Or we just get so caught. I mean, because we've all been there to where we just all caught up and in love and in, in the, in the feelings that we're not thinking clearly about the consequences of the choices that we make. So while I do feel like Issa, Issa is trash. I feel like what irritates me the most is that she's like unintentionally trash. Like, I don't think that it's her. And that's exactly what I was trying to say. I don't think that it's her heart. Right. I don't think that it's her heart. I don't think that she set out to do anything but she was just uh just kind of like rolling with the punches in a way that's like you can't do that when you're dealing with somebody's heart no you can't and she did not communicate effectively to the point where she allowed him to and he did start to make changes you know what i'm saying but by this time she had already like she like she made her up. mind up i think that she yeah. made her mind up and i feel like that's what i'm talking about why i relate to Ethan in terms of like holding people to standards that she did not set like, she never said to Lawrence, like you said, it's, she never said to him, it's a problem for me that I'm leaving you on this couch while I go to work every day. I'm leaving you on this couch and, you know, I, I come back and, I come back and you're still in the same spot. Um, she, she didn't say to him, on my birthday, you did not make an effort. Right. You passively said, we're going to rent some some Redbox because you had a bad day. Like, she she never just said to him, all of those sub-thoughts that we got to see, all of those all of those little freestyles, all of those lash outs that she would have on the side and the B-roll or whatever you want to call it. She never said that to him. And that was the problem. Right. And I can say I can own up and stand up in my business (laughs) and say I can definitely I've been there to where it's like, oh, you know, I had this standard, this ideal. And I wonder maybe that's something we could talk about, like having this ideal in your head that oh, because I'm dealing with this guy and we talk so much and we go places and, you know, we spend so much time together. We're intimate. Of course, we're in a relationship without having actually had a conversation to that effect. Or, you know, even when we're in a relationship, it's like, I expect you to do certain things, but I've never told you what my expectations are. So then how am I mad when you don't meet those expectations? Um, and it's like, where do we get that from? Where does that come from? Why is this so challenging for us to articulate certain things? Like, what are those feelings behind it? Why is it so awkward? And it is it, is it really boiled down to us being insecure? It's like, oh, I'm afraid if I say this, this nigga's going to yep, leave. That it's going to be, it's going to be an ugly turnout. Right. I, I dated this one dude for like a year. You know what I'm saying? Like a year. Play, you know, lay, laid up, spent the night at each other's houses several, several times a week cooking. You know, he's buying groceries. I'm cooking food. But it, we never established a relationship. And I did open my mouth and say to him, like, yo, what? Like, wh- what's going on right now? <laughs> like, what are we doing? And he hit me with some bullshit. And when he hit me with that bullshit, that's when I knew. I was like, oh, okay, all right, cool. I'm never asking this question again. I'm never entertaining this again. I'm not going to entertain having a relationship with you again. I'm going to keep riding this wave for as long as I can. So my my issue never has really been speaking up. My issue is that once I have spoken up, you got to do something. I'm about tired it. of speaking. <laughs> yeah, you got to do something about it. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah. I did. I didn't. Should I say? Right. I didn't, and I cheated. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, oh, you out here? I'm out here. Like, right. and, and that is a different type of trash. <laughs> right, right. That's where- but it was what it was. It was like, you know, I, 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 I set my expectations. I opened my mouth. That has never been my issue. I opened my mouth and said what I wanted and what I expected and what I was also going to deliver on my end. And then when I got tired of saying that and I saw that it wasn't being delivered on top of that, you out here being raggedy, I said, okay, I'm about to go out here and live my best life. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that that always the first course of action, though? Like, which is crazy to me. And why, I mean, because especially speaking as somebody, I'm going to jump to if we, if okay, because I'm going to go back to other things that happened in episode one, but I'm going to jump a little bit to the previews for episode two. Mm-hmm. We should have prefaced this by saying spoiler alert. So, <laughs> my bad. Oh, if you have I- not seen <laughs> uh, Insecure, I'm I'm going to write that in the uh, description box or I'll put that in the, when I post the, um, the episode, I'll make sure to say, Hey y'all make sure you've watched Insecure before you listen to this. Um, we might have to title the episode talking about Insecure. Exactly. <laughs> So <laughs> getting grown gets insecure. <laughs> exactly. So uh so yeah, let's 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 talk about when Issa after all that transpired in episode one, because we're gonna go back to that in a minute. But after all of that, we see Issa and Molly having a conversation in episode two, where mm-hmm. Issa turns to Molly and it's like, Can you teach me how to be a hoe? Right? Yep. So I've definitely been in a situation to where like you you get out of one situation and you're you're not Maybe not, in t- you don't want to admit that you're salty, but you're still salty. Mm-hmm. And and to help you feel better, you feel like the next thing that you need to do is go to out To get here. over that nigga, you go get under that Exactly. <laughs> so, um, why is it? What, like, what is that about? I want to talk about that. Because it's clear that Issa is not uh, a hotation type of broad. Like, no. like... She's not built for that hotation life. No. And low key, Molly isn't high key. Molly is not high built key, for that either. Yeah, exactly. So why okay. is it? I just want to talk about why is it that that's always, I mean, even Lawrence, like one could he argue built for it either. he's not built for it either. Mm-mm. And one could argue that, I mean, for all intents and purposes, he's using Tasha. Yeah. Um, you know, you to, to scratch an itch just like, and when he was digging her uterus out in the season finale of uh, episode one, it was clear to me that this was not rooted in some genuine feelings for Tasha. Like this was no. all about vindication and vengeance and, and you know, I got to make myself feel better after I've been hurt. So I oh, just yeah. wanted, I that mean, was Robin Hood sex. Yeah, man. Like, why is it that, why is it that, um, why is, is a, is, is being a hoe or having a whole face? Or, you know, getting under another nigga or somebody. Like, why is that always our first course of response? What do you think? Um, I think because we do live by the to get over a nigga, you got to get under another one uh, motto. Like, I think a lot of people think like that. And we have all been guilty of it. You and my, you and I both. Um, we now, as adults now, <laughs> we can go back and say, that's, that's actually not the best. What you need to do is focus on yourself and <laughs> build yourself up. Make sure you, you know, you, you, you try to check onto those areas that need some work and build on those. But I mean, if we're going to keep it funky and be humans, like, 
that is our go-to because it's like when you have a distraction there, when you have somebody there who can take your mind. And the funny thing is they don't take your mind right. off of who off of the person that you're trying to get. They never take your mind off of the person that you are trying to get over. And this is where we have to now change the way that we think in our course of action. And we have to be very cognizant of what we are doing when we are heartbroken. Right. Because I think we all sometimes, I mean, often many, I don't want to say, I don't want to speak for anybody else. I know that in times I have thought that I can detach my parts. <laughs> I had to learn that all, <laughs> all my stuff is connected. Like all, and I, I mean, I, I fully acknowledge and, and respect that there are people who can have sexual relations and it'd be a very, very much of a transactional situation. Hi. I learned <laughs> exactly. I learned very early in the game that all my joint is connected. Like ain't no separating of the two. So I just I just wonder I just wonder I, I don't feel like I'm I'm alone in that. I feel like I'm No, you're there, not. There are a lot of people who are very much like me, but we try to force ourselves in these situations because it seems like an easy way out. You know what I'm saying? Cuz I mean having having to sit in Having to sit in the hurt of rejection is hard. So yes. why not distract myself from that by getting my itch scratched? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, even though, however, however temporary it might be. Um, but, you know, I, I just think that that's interesting because it's clear to me that not Issa, Issa nor Lawrence are the type of people who can just, you know, Neither one of y'all are built for that. Neither one of them. Neither, <laughs> Neither one, one of them. Neither one of y'all are built for this life. Y'all ain't about that life. Neither one of them. I mean, I have, I have in the past <laughs> been able to separate my loins from my, <laughs> from my feelings. Oh my God. My loins. Why, my, why did you have loins. to turn it to Eartha Kitt when you say it? My loins. <laughs> because I absolutely love Eartha Kitt. Marcus, darling. Marcus. I'm not wearing any panties. <laughs> <laughs> because so, when you're in love, we're so when you're in love, <laughs> I am childish. Not be childish like one episode. That would be no, I have definitely no, no. That's probably never gonna happen. Oh um, I, I have, I have definitely been able to. I remember one time this nigga tried to spend the night. This is like a smooth a decade ago. He tried to spend the night, and um, I was like, "Hey, what are you doing? Hey, <laughs> hey that tap. Wake up." <laughs> That tap. Wake up, nigga. It's time for you to go home. And he's like, what? Like that shady tap. And he was one of my regs. And so um, I was like, hey, it's time. You, it's time for you to go. And he was like, I can't. Come on, man. I'm real tired. Like he's like, all the times I've been over here, I can't just. I was like, absolutely not. You cannot just anything mm. but take these baby wipes and be on about your way. <laughs> um, and I have also been the friend, and I try not to, I try not to do this now, but I have been the friend who has also <laughs> admonished the other friend when she's debating back and forth. Oh, should I? No, because he's trying to, but I'm still not. And I'm like, man, fuck that nigga. <laughs> like, I have definitely been that friend. Um, what, and I, and I just think that as human beings, it is our natural, it is our natural reaction, men and women especially men, but women too. It is our natural reaction to 
try to get somebody else in our face to distract us. And we have to realize and what really makes us adults and what really makes you responsible and how you move forward with your heartbreak and some of the things that you're dealing with is taking the situation, being able to be like, all right, listen, I really want to do this. And I think this is going to make me feel better. But ultimately, it's not going to make me feel better. Right. Feelings are tricky. What I've learned, like feelings are really tricky. And I feel like I'm really leery and cautious of arguments that say like, you know, that we're I mean, we're humans. Yes. But as humans, we have control over the impulses that we have. Like when I wake up in the morning and open my eyes, my impulse is to go back to sleep. But I got to go to work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I have to manage that impulse. So at the same time. Going back to, uh, like the itch, you know what I'm saying? Like our desires think that if, you know, we can just get over one nigga by getting under another one, like we have to be conscious and responsible and manage ourselves so that, I mean, at least this is just my opinion. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of people out there who is just like, nah, girl, it's not that deep. And it might not be that deep for you, but I believe that two things can be true at one time. Uh, so like it doesn't have well, to be it doesn't have to be like I'm right. I'm not saying I'm I guess I said that to say I'm not saying I'm right and you're wrong. I'm just saying mm-hmm. this is this is what works for me and this exactly. is how this is how I see things. Um and, and I'm just sharing in the event that somebody might see things the way that I do. But And that's what it's about though, but it's it's about and you hit the nail on the head, it's about figuring out what works for you. I'm not saying that not getting under another nigga is not gonna work for you. There are many women out here who are like, yo, niggas get theirs. I'm about to get mine and I don't feel bad about it. And I, and it's fine. And if that works for you, then girl, we are all raising our fists to you. Everybody is like so happy. We are just parading and shouting, fucking marching down Washington (laughs) for you that you are able to go out here and do these things. But then there are others who say, I can't do it. Like I can't separate my feelings from my actions. And I know that for my personal health, my mental health, my emotional health, I don't need to do this. And what it ultimately always is about is figuring out what makes you feel better, what is going to make you feel better in the end, and what are you going to be able to live with with yourself? Right. So like, I did, let me ask you this, given last night's episode and how it how it ended and how it worked out, what would be the alternative ending for you? The alternative ending? That would not have, like, so, yeah, like, the alternative ending. Like, if we could have ended last night's episode differently. If we could have ended it responsibly. Yeah. If the, and the, and then I would have, then, then, what then Lawrence would have, well, in the first place, Issa would have put on some pants before she answered the door. <laughs> Let's talk about that right quick. <laughs> so, like, so, Issa, Issa. And then house cleaning up after the after the party. Lil Debbie's out. Lil Deb Lil Dun Debbie's exposed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm saying like full on boy short. Like hostess cakes out. Listen, okay. So <laughs> little muffins. So Lawrence answers the door. She goes to the and looks through the peephole and sees that it's him. And then she proceeds to back away from the door and stands there for like two seconds. Anybody else, but like anybody other than me wonder, is she going to go put some pants on or? I think everybody wondered. I was like, like, that's the first thing I I said. So she's about to go put on pants, right? Like she's getting ready. (laughs) Okay. Hold on one second. And she's about to go put on some pants. Nah. She answers the door in her panty drawers. 
Yeah. So, okay. Issa answers the door in her panty drawers. Alternative ending. Okay, so in your alternative ending, she does go and change her clothes. <laughs> oh, yeah. In my alternative ending, she goes and she puts on a pair of sweatpants. Indeed. Okay, yoga pants, shorts. Even some something leggings. That, something that covers her little de- her little Debbie's. Her little Dundebbies. So that's the first thing that I, um, that's the first thing in my alternative ending. And then obviously it ends responsibly. So it may not be the most, you know, riveting ending, (laughs) but these niggas sit down and they don't necessarily get back together, but they're able to have a full blown conversation about all of the issues that they had in their relationship and what led them to this point. And then from there, you know, we can go on with the rest of the season, but that would have been my alternative ending to the episode, them having a responsible adult conversation. Yeah, I mean, it probably wouldn't have made for as such as good TV, but I mean, it and did. that's why I don't, I don't have a TV show. Right, right, right. That's why Issa, <laughs> that's why Issa has a show and I don't. But it just, it does make you wonder, like, what, like, that's what I love about the show so much is because it makes you think about, like, dang, like, is this really happening? Because, okay, what, it, what was, you know, we all know what did happen. So, Issa answers the right. door in the real episode. Issa answers the door in her drawers. Lawrence got into her Isis. Yes. Lawrence comes <laughs> Lawrence comes in to get the mail and to get something from the bathroom. And as he's leaving, he drops everything and pushes mm-hmm. her down upon the couch and proceeds to have twelve strokes of angry rage. <laughs> right? Twelve right? Hard so literally. 12 strokes of rage. He has 12 strokes of rage. He gets up, goes to the bathroom, comes back. So, Issa sits down on the, puts her pants, panties back on, sits down on the couch. Her face at this point gives me, I could be wrong, what you think, sis, but her face gives me like, all right, he about to come out of this bathroom. We, no, I feel like she was thinking he about to come out of this bathroom. We going to have a talk. We're going to talk about something. He's going to say something. We're going to, we're going to address this in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Nope. That nigga comes, picks up his bag, gives her a very awkward kiss on the cheek and leaves. Leaves. Leaves her sitting there looking like a used Kleenex. I just felt like that was the face I was referring to. At that moment, I thought I was like, I had to catch myself because I was like, I'm an empath. I are, and I after, mm-hmm. absolutely live vicariously. I have vicarious, I have vicarious emotions. So <laughs> I, I was, I was sitting on my couch looking at Issa on her couch, like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, I just didn't know what to do because I'm like, like, you got that jolt, you know, when you get that jolt and then you get like that hot feeling, like, oh, I don't want to cry. Exactly. Damn, like, I, cry. I had to like start fanning myself. I was like, cause what would I, Cause I think I would have had to say something. Cause she literally said zero words. Nothing. Like she said nothing. And I was praying. I was like, I want her to say something. I want her to be like, no, nah, nigga, no, like ain't no leaving. Like something. She should have said something in, in my ideal ending. Even if it would have happened, I wanted her to at least be like, so, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, <up>? what? <laughs> like, what? What's good? But, like, what's, let's talk about it. But yeah, the 12 strokes of angry, angry rage. Do you think that that was more about like him being vindicated or did he actually miss her or what? I, I asked Twitter this and got lots and lots and lots of responses, but I want to know what your thoughts were. Mm. So. Oh God. I think he missed her. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily think that he had sex with her to get back with her. I don't know. I don't know if he had sex with her to get back at her in the way that he did it. 
but I know that I feel like he had sex with her. He, I did not feel like he had sex with her to get back with her. Um, I didn't get that. And I do, f- I didn't get that from it. And I, when he got up and said he had to leave, I felt like he, he didn't know what to say in that moment. Like, I just did this thing. I have all of these emotions going through me. And right now I, I can't talk about it. Like, I got to go. I feel like he absolutely misses Issa and he misses them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do feel like that there are still some feelings there. Oh, yeah. He's still very hurt. I'm not saying he doesn't want to get back with her, period. But I don't think in that moment when he had sex with her, he yeah, had yeah, any no. intention whatsoever no, no, of no, wanting no. to get back with her then. Um, I do think he misses her. I think right now, especially like the way he's acting with Tasha and all of that, like Lawrence is lost. And I feel him like he, the- he laughed at Tasha. Like when she mm-hmm. called him Zaddy, yeah, <laughs> he I was know, like... He first, he was like, nah, it's cute. But that nigga laughed at her like, bitch, what? Like, he literally was like, what did you just say? I think right. he, I don't think he sees a real future with Tasha. That's why he, he made her go half on them shrimp puffs. I was like, oh, no, nah. <laughs> he couldn't even buy the girl no shrimp puffs. He don't want Tasha. He didn't even want to take her out to eat. Exactly. So I feel like he does not really see a future with Tasha. Tasha is just something for him to do right now until he tries to figure out what's what. I don't feel like. <laughs> I don't feel like this was a lot of feelings or emotions engaged uh, with what happened. The 12 strokes of rage. I don't think there was a lot of feelings there at all. I think. Oh, I think there were so many feelings. No, I feel actually. like he was really mad, but I don't really think it was a lot of thinking and processing. Like, I don't think he was no, 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 using, no, no, no. using that as, as it may, because people were saying no. maybe he was trying to, you know, get in, get in her head or, you know, no. mess with her head mm-hmm. or that he was trying to show, prove that he still could. And I was like, well, nope. that was never up for debate i don't i don't think that i don't think he had any of those thoughts when i said he had feelings i think it was all of the feelings of how he felt about her how he felt about their relationship but then how he felt betrayed i think he had all of those feelings which is why so like the passion in him is what made him you know made him have sex with her in the first place but then the like the feeling (laughs) The feelings of anger and resentment are what ha- made him have those twelve strokes of <laughs> twelve twelve strokes of passion. They those twelve I don't think of- it was passion. I think it was pissivity. <laughs> I think it was. I think he had a Dave Chappelle vote. He literally did like a. I don't think it was passion. I think it was mad. I, I think, think he it was, was. I think it was a number of emotions. I think every emotion that he ever had for Issa rushed through him all at one time. That's fair. And he let it go in those twelve steps. Twelve strokes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Eleven, twelve. Gross. <laughs> that was totally gross. Um. But yeah, I guess that's all. I don't know how much else we want to talk about insecure. I did have no, I think that's it. Um Okay, so I have one more question for you and then we'll be done. All right, Dan. With all of this being said and us, you know, breaking down their relationship, do you feel that you can miss someone and not want to get back with them? Absolutely. <laughs> I think right. that um I think that like you said, like I was saying before, feelings are tricky. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are a lot of things that feel really amazing, but are not good for us. Like, French fries. Exactly. Like, 
if I ate all, if I ate a whole bunch of ice cream right now, it would feel so good, but I would, I would regret it later. Yeah. Like um, in the middle of the night. Exactly. So I definitely feel like you can miss somebody and not want to be with them. What it makes me so sad about the whole Issa and Lauren situation is that they had a real relationship. It was like they were, they were friends. They were like, they had real live companionship. And I think that's one of the major frustrations of, of, dating or trying to get back into dating after you have lost something like that is mm-hmm. that empty feeling of like yep. oh my gosh what if i never find that level of connection again so yep. um you can I, I definitely i have been there to where i i i'm gonna be staying all the way up in it and say that i might still be there there are certain there are certain people who i have I can't, not people. There's a person who I felt like I connected with in such a way where it was like, this person was a part of my day. Aside Mm -hmm. from us being in a relationship, this was somebody that I talked to so much and Mm -hmm. had shared so much with. And the frequency of our conversation was so intense to Mm -hmm. where it's like, there are things that I I see that make me that and it's been years at this point but I'll hear a song and think about that person I'll see a pair of of Jordans and think about that person so like mm-hmm. there there and and cuz that level of we had we were friends before we were anything else like that was my nigga so right. all the other stuff that transpired between us that result that resulted in us you know uh, not having a, a relationship anymore mm-hmm. that you know those are very real things but i definitely miss the companion i miss my friend i miss the connection and it and it is very mm-hmm. scary out here dating um even now and feeling like and and literally holding holding people to that standard, not to him as a standard, but holding that level of connection, that level of relationship to as the standard of like, dang, like, well, maybe it was that it like, Mm -hmm. is there a chance that I will never connect with someone on that, on that level? So, you know, and, and want to talk to somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? Cause I get tired of niggas all the time. Oh, quickly. But there are very few, there's only, there's one person, only one person to date that I've ever been in relationship with that I never got tired of in terms of like, mm-hmm. you know how you date a nigga, you, you even, even, some, even your bae, there will be a time where it'll be like, I don't got to look at that nigga today. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like if I don't see him until tomorrow, I'll be all right. But this, this particular person that I have in my mind right now is the only person who I never got sick of and who I felt like, you know, even when, and at you as a, as someone who is in a marriage, um, I've never had, you know how you have that feeling where it's like, well, I could see this nigga for the rest of my life and be all right with it. Mm-hmm. From that, I've, I've, since that relationship, I've not had that again. So I, I miss that and I miss him, that person, but I don't want to be with him because that's the same, right. that, you know, I miss that, that aspect of that person in that relationship. But he's also the same person that, you know, did some very hurtful things to me. Mm-hmm. that compromised the trust that I had in that relationship. But the companionship that we had, that initial connection, I definitely miss that. 
I think that when you get comfortable with the person, I know I definitely experienced this with my ex. We were together for so long, you know, shy of a decade. And um, we, you know, then, you know, all the shit happened and went down. And there was a period where we, I don't want to say rekindled, but where we reconnected, started communicating, and then did that faux relationship bullshit back and forth thing. You're doing that fake-ass relationship where you all are not really together, but you're acting like you're together. Um, we did that for a while, too, and that was just that was just all around bad. Uh, but I think that when you get with it, when you're with a person, especially when you've dedicated so much time to them, um, and you've dedicated so many emotions and so many feelings. And like you said, you've built a friendship and you get comfortable with them. It is, but then you get out of that situation. You do fall back into that mentality. Like, oh my God, you have that empty feeling. Like you said, like, what am I going to do? Right. How I don't really know how to navigate. And it's not that you're completely codependent on this person, but it's like you don't really know your life without them in it. And I can firmly attest that it will go on <laughs> because that makes I had me feel that better. feeling. Like I definitely like I'm telling you, like I said, shy of a decade, and this nigga canceled, like broke our wedding off the week of my bridal shower, Dang. like my shower, and so I. I was devastated, like, in addition to being humiliated, which I am not easily at all, I was devastated. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, it was, it was, it was heartbreaking. Like, it was awful. I didn't want to talk to anybody for days. Like, it was super, super, super heartbreaking. It was one of the worst feelings ever. And, you know, being in my marriage now and seeing where I am now with my husband um, and the feelings that I have for him. Like you said, I, I remember when, okay, I'm all over the place. I remember when my cousin got married before me mm -hmm. and she called me one day and she was like, I asked this nigga why he wants to marry me. And do you know what he said? He said, because I can live with you. <laughs> <laughs> that is so real. real. <laughs> like being married and being in a long-term relationship now, that is so real because that is a huge piece of being with somebody my husband is the first, the first nigga who I've ever laid eyes on. And as, you know, whatever horrible fight we may have, disagreement, or times where he may just flat out get on my nerves, I still want him there. Right. And I'm like, okay, so that's why you're the person who you're supposed to be. Because no matter what you do to piss me off, I still want you there. Mm-hmm. I can still live with you. I still want you in my space. Right. So I can attest to the fact that you going you, you it happens. You know what I'm saying? It happens again and it feels like it's never going to happen again when you're in it, but it happens again. It happens when it's supposed to. And I know that's super cliché too, but it does. It happens when it's supposed to. That's and in the meantime, live your best whole life. Uh-uh. So <laughs> Listen, I can't do it. I don't listen. Y'all got it. Y'all really got I'm kidding, it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. I, that, ask for me and my uterus. Ask for me. We shall be one. Me, me and my uterus and my, all my 2,000 parts. I can't. I can't hang. 
that's fine, sis. Respect. You, respect you, everybody. I respect. I respe- listen, I respect your agency. You know what I'm saying? I respect your agency and I respect those who can live like Legos and detach. Like, exactly. I respect all of y'all. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all my niggas in the whole wide world. I mean, you know, I just have to know myself. And it's just not worth it. I done tried. I'm telling you, I, it would be one thing if I was saying this from a place where I have never tried. But I <laughs> I have tried. And I have literally said, you know what? Let me get up from here because this is not. Mm-mm. Like this Amber Rose life is not for me. Excuse me. Where are my clothes? <laughs> <laughs> I am not answering the door in my drawers. Where are my clothes? I need to go. First of all, I know if I answer the door in my drawers, it's going down. I mean, it's going down. It's happening. You got a whole, a whole, a whole lot more booty than Nisa. Oh, I thought you was about to say something else. I was, I was ready. I had my ammunition ready to go. I thought you was about to say something else. I'm saying you got a whole lot more booty than Nisa. So if you answer the doors in your drawers, it is definitely going down. I have a wagon. So does Kia. Don't let her. Don't let her be out here being modest. Like she's your girl. You're working with some magic. No, 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 no. We're not doing this. That's not what this is about to be. So let us move on hastily and swiftly to the next segment. Oh, everybody, listen. So we talked about insecure and it was a whole lot of fun. I want y'all to listen to insecurity because that's where the recap is. This is just me and Jay talking about the show because we've been talking about it. It was like, well, girl, why can't we just talk about this on the show? Um, If y'all want to hear us talk about insecure again or some other show or any other topic, y'all know how to reach us in the email to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. Or you can jump into our mentions at getting grown pie on Twitter or Aggie Grown Pie on Instagram. Or you can hit us up on our Facebook page, right, sis? That's right. You can hit us up on Facebook and everywhere else that Kia said, or as XD likes to say, everywhere that you can stalk your ex. Um, and make sure, again, that you guys listen to our, our sisters on Insecurity because they definitely do the official tissue recap. No t- toilet tissue Campbell. Toilet tissue Campbell. <laughs> that, was, that was real ugly. That was not. It was like one of them old crash cut runs from back in the day. Clark sisters. <laughs> Don't uh uh-uh. uh. Don't you come for um uh... Hiya First of all, I haven't listened to the Clark sisters since I was a tiny top for Christ. The fact that you are just now getting hip. Uh, it sounds like judgment. I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm. I'm. I'm shocked. I'm shocked to my very foundation. Then I grew up with the clock sisters. I'm shocked to my very foundation. Then I grew up. Dang man, we didn't listen to no gospel. I'm not judging. (laughs) I'm just saying it's shocking to me. Um, The fact I'm not sure. I I had no. I told you I had no clue. It was tongues, girl. Honestly, truly. Hey there, girls and boys. It's time for the Honesty Box. Um, We actually have an update on last week's Honesty Box, and I'm going to read that, and then Jade's going to read this week's question. Um, So our Honesty Box follows. Our Honesty Box follow-up reads as follows. Hi, Kia and Jade. I first wanted to say thank you for providing your perspective on my struggle with my best friend. I really appreciate it. Update. My best friend and I happened to be on the phone together for the first time in several weeks when I told her that I had written in to the podcast. 
We decided to listen together and lo and behold, I was hearing my words. After I stopped screaming, we listened to y'all's perspectives. There were a lot of mm mm-hmm's and (laughs) amen's from her and a lot of eye rolls and that girl and that girl with wet face and awkward hand position meme faces from me. (laughs) Um, I expected Jay to be on my best friend's side because of the motherhood bond, but Kia. Uh... She said, but Kia, dang. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, sis. I wasn't being judgmental, but I've just got to tell you the truth. Um, she says, I definitely had to humble myself, step back and listen a couple of times for me to get out of my feelings, but things have been better than ever. I think she was able to see how much I was struggling by writing into the show, which has helped her to be more compassionate to my feelings. And I have been working on making it less personal about me and understanding the craziness of her life and respecting that. We already have our next trip planned to see each other and have been talking so much more. Look at y'all out here saving friendships. You also have a new friend of the podcast in her and even more committed fan from um, in me. Thank you both so much. We love you. Sign the BFFs. Oh, yay. Oh, girl. Well, thank you, first of all, for getting over yourself. Indeed. <laughs> because we all have to do it, sis. We do. It's like we didn't we everything we say was rooted in love and it was rooted and we tried to just root it in truth. I was not biased for your friend (laughs) because of the motherhood thing, maybe a little bit because I do understand. But I also am the friend who is very busy. And it's not that I'm just so consumed with myself that I don't care about you. But I am the friend who's like, I have too many things going on. And I understand that everybody has so many things going on. And so therefore, it's like when we get together, it's all love. And when we don't talk, it's just because people are just living. You know what I'm saying? So that's, I kind of understood where she was coming from, from that aspect. And then you throw the motherhood thing into it and you throw the family thing into it. And that just adds a whole new level of responsibility. But all in all, I'm glad that, you know, I'm I'm glad that it was able to sit with you and you guys were able to reconcile and get to a place where you feel like you're in a good place and she feels like you guys are in a good place as well and everybody's happy. Sure did. So our next our next honesty box question is gonna say Hi, Jaden Kia. Hey girl, hey girl. <laughs> First off, I love the show and it's a staple in my podcast listening every week. Keep up the amazing work. We trying. We are trying. <laughs> Uh, I have a dilemma, and you both give great advice, so I'd love your take on it. First, here's some background info. I'm 27 years old and recently got engaged over Memorial Day weekend. Congratulations. All right. I currently still live at home because I went back to get my master's degree right after I moved back home after graduating from undergrad, and I currently do not make enough money to live on my own. I got my master's degree in 2015, and I work in the nonprofit social services sector, which needless to say does not pay well. Another major reason I can't move out on my own is because I have six-figure student loan debt from undergrad that hit me like a ton of bricks Jesus. six months after I got my master's. Goddamn. PSA, do not take out private student loans. Don't do it, but I digress. Mm. This explanation gets me to my point for sending in my question. My fiancé recently was fired from his job after sustaining what his job classified as a provincial preventable injury for the second or third time working in a warehouse and has been out of work for about the last month. He's been on a couple of interviews and got a job, but left it after one day because he didn't like it. Hmm. In the aftermath of his injury, he stayed at my house because he said he knew he would get better care than he would at the house he shares with his brothers. Hmm. He was out from work for about a week before he was called and told he was let go. I guess so. This all transpired in mid-late, mid-late June. 
His injury has been better for a few weeks now, but he won't leave our house. He's gotten comfortable here because it's much nicer than his house, just keeping it real. Mm. And he hasn't gone home to stay at his house in about two and a half, two plus weeks. I'd say in the last month, he slept at his house maybe two to four nights. I tried to ask him to go home once because my mom said something about it and I tried to put it on and he tried to put it on me like I needed some personal time and space and he took it personally and we got into an argument. We resolved and he ended up staying that night and then going home for a couple of days. Now he's talking about asking my mom if he can move in to save money and a part of me wants to tell him he needs to go home. But also I don't want him to feel unwelcome in our family. Plus I'm pretty sure my mom will say no to him moving in because she's old fashioned and we ain't married. He has had trouble in the past since we've been together three and a half years with being unemployed unemployed for extended periods of time. And part of me is frustrated because I cannot financially support us right now. And I don't want to get into a marriage where this continues to be a pattern of him losing a job and going back to his jobs. I mean, going back to jobs he already knows he doesn't want, warehouse, security, etc. And being unemployed for periods of time. He is motivated to work but has dreams of working for himself. Uh, every nigga wants to work for himself. <laughs> And having his own business. So he's tired of working for other people instead of pursuing his dreams. Um, I'm not sure how to tell him to leave without us having a repeat of our last argument. I'm an only child and like my space and solitude. In his mind, if I have my area, he has his. That would solve the personal space issue. But it's just about peace and quiet also. He plays video games with his friends on PlayStation all the time. And so there's always talking or shouting. And he also snores when he sleeps loud Mm. i live with my mom but i normally have the upstairs to myself and she stays downstairs i also think it's been a mixed message because my mom has said he can stay when he asked a few weeks ago and i think he took that to mean indefinitely pretty much which is not what she meant since she has said things to me about wanting him to go home (laughs) i think she doesn't want to be the bad guy so she tells me instead of him that she wants him to leave and also he doesn't seem to understand wearing out your welcome what should i do thanks for your help Mm. Woo. There is so much here. Like a lot. <laughs> there is so much here. So much here. So much here. Like loads. Oh, God. Well, sis. Um, oh, man. Mm. <laughs> um, first, first, let me say this. This is a little bit outside of my frame of reference. Because... I don't believe that I could ask my mother um, to let my boyfriend injured, not injured, <laughs> working, not working. Uh, I don't think I can, under any circumstances, I don't believe that I can approach my mother and ask my mother if my boyfriend could stay with us. No. Um. So this is just, this is a new this is this is new for me, but I'm gonna try my best to uh offer to you what I would do if I were in your shoes. Um so I would first caution you to think about so okay, first things first. <laughs> he he is he does not have a job. No, he does not. He's been in your house for over two weeks and he's wanting to stay with you and your mother without a job. <laughs> um, right. To save money. To save what money? Because he's not I making any. There's none coming in. Um, he got fired on his day off. 
he was at home and then they called him and he doesn't have a job. Oh anymore. girl. So listen, I'm I say this with love. I say this I say this to you. I don't want you to think I'm judging your life or saying that you've mm-hmm. made terrible decisions or anything. Not at all. But I feel like this might be the opportunity for you to take a step back and think very critically about what about who this person is and whether or not you want to be with him for a long for like whether you want to enter a marriage. You said yourself marriage. that you have you are you have a job, but you have extensive debt. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't support yourself right now. You said that. You also said that this person, your fiance, does not have a job and it's not looking and it's playing PlayStation at your mama's house with his homeboys. What concerns me is that he's comfortable. Yeah. He's comfortable enough to ask you uh, to support him, to take care of him while you can't take care of yourself. That's what, that's what concerns me the most, sis. Um, so I, I, I think that to your question, do I kick my fiance out? Yes. And <laughs> do you, do you, I will also add to that. Do you sit back and think about whether or not you need a fiance right now? That's, that's, and that's the, that's the bigger question. Um, and love don't have nothing to do with, I'm sorry, sis. I'm not saying you don't love him. I'm not saying that you don't care about him. I'm not saying that you breaking up with him and telling him to leave your life. I'm just saying that you should probably take a step back. If I were you, I would take a step back and think about what I'm doing right now and how it's going to impact what's going to happen way down the line. And if you can't take care of yourself and this man knows that you can't take care of yourself and he's not positioning himself to help you, Rather, he's positioning himself to add to your burden. Yes. I don't know, sis, if this is the nigga you want to enter a partnership with. That's just all I'm saying. That's and and I I 100% echo those sentiments. I want to talk to you about something else because I, if we were having a face to face conversation, I feel like you would come and tell me all of the good things about him, and all of the potential that you see in him. And that is the conversation that I want to have with you and anybody else who may be dealing with somebody in the same or a similar vein. Stop looking at these niggas' potential. Indeed. Say it again. Like, stop looking at these niggas' potential. Potential ain't shit if it's not backed up with action. If if, If he's not showing that he can live up to his potential by taking the necessary steps towards that you I t- I had a I gave I spoke about my husband and him not having a green card for the longest and doing the things that he had to do to take care of himself getting jobs under the table that he had to get to take care of himself to the point where now he has been you know he's now an associate dean at a school you know what I'm saying like He's been promoted to that degree, and I'm so proud to see him take the leaps and bounds that he's taken. But I'm not saying he was he was in a, you know he had these positions when we when we got together. He was nowhere near that. But he was a hardworking man. I never had to come home and this nigga was sitting on the couch playing PlayStation with his homeboys in my mother's house. Like that's and again, this is not a judgment of your situation. But don't look at this man's potential. 
Don't look at the amount of time that you've spent with him and say, well, I've been with him for the last three and a half years. I've been with him since my early 20s and now we're going into this and, you know, I feel like the necessary next step. No, if he's not showing you that he can be a true leader in your household and show that he can take care of his family and that he has the desire to take care of his family, that may not be who you want to start a family with. Indeed. It's more than just words. You know what I'm saying? So like, much more. If you listen to everything that a man says to you, and and it would be awesome if we could take that for face value and believe that, you know, he that there's going to be some action to match that. Unfortunately, life shows us that people say a lot of things that they don't mean or don't have any intention on making good on. Um, and a lot of times we have to realize and think about when we're being manipulated and taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And I have had in my own experience, a lot of people have come to me in the space of like compromise, like, you know, and, and being adaptable and willing to help and support. I think one thing that we often lose sight of in relationship, especially with people who are manipulative and not, maybe not even intentionally, but sometimes people don't even they don't even realize how they are self-serving in the way that they deal with you. So I'm saying this to you. One of the things that I've had to learn the hard way is that compromise is supposed to be compromise is compromise when the outcome is mutually beneficial for both parties. If a compromise, if you compromise with a nigga and y'all are not meeting halfway, that's not a compromise. If I got to give up 80% and you got to give up 20, that's not compromise. That's you getting over on me. Right. I'm telling you that this man is not bringing anything to the table. Not a single thing. <laughs> He's not like bringing nothing. anything to the table. Sis. Nothing. I want you to and see that. let me that. tell you something. You don't want to look up in another three and, a half year, three and a half years and this nigga's still sitting on your mother's couch upstairs. You don't want to do that. So throw like take this notion out of your mind that you have invested this time into this one nigga and look at what he is doing right now. And I'm not even, we don't know him. So maybe he really is in a position where he's like, I, you know, this is my family. This is how I view them. This is how I love them. But that does not mean that he's not taking advantage. He may not be knowingly taking advantage, but he is taking advantage nonetheless. And he is sitting up in your mother's house. He is knowing that he has a place to sleep and he has a place to stay, not going back to work, not finding work that is going to be lucrative for him or pay his bills or do any give anything to the household. Like, can this nigga buy you chips? Like, can he do any of that? Is he even making an effort to do any of that? And him getting down on one knee and proposing to you and putting you even more in a commitment to his bullshit <laughs> like you gotta come on you gotta look in you gotta look at what's in front of you and what's in front of you is this nigga on your mother's couch sis i want you to gra- get all your things and i want you to to go i know <laughs> or just get all his things and get him out like get him out no shade go home no Roger. shade no shade but he's gotta go he's gotta he go. Has to go because and we're not telling you to break up with him yeah but we are telling you to reevaluate some things and it's all right for you to tell him that in order for like it's more like in order for him to be your husband being a husband is more than a nigga calling you wifey husband right. is a responsibility it's a role somebody has to assume that means they have to do something so as husband Y'all need to determine what husband and wife roles mean for you. And that, and as, cause as it stands right now, it's just titles. 
He's going to have to do something. something. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. He's I'm just going to have to do something. He's not doing anything. He's not. <laughs> and I, He's not doing anything at all. And she said something that concerned me. She said, she said, already said that she, she can't take care of, like, she can't live on her own. Right. Like, she does not make enough money to live on her own. And no shade there, um, because, listen, no. I know all about that. And I know the field that you're in, so I know that it's not lucrative. <laughs> so, I get it. Like, but you are working. You know what I'm saying? You are working towards something. Um, and you have worked towards something, and you're, you know, I know you're, you're swimming in student loans right now and all of that, but you're still working. You're still, like, doing something with yourself. He's not. Mm-mm. And you said you're not in a position to take care of you all. You should not ever have to be in a position to take care of you all. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Now, I get it. Like, you have extenuating circumstances. And life happens. Real shit that yeah. happens. You know what I'm saying? But this is this not an accident. Like, this is not something not. happened and you had to step in and, and hold it down until he got himself together. No. This nigga no. is actually sitting down, laying down, comfortable in your mama's house where you and your mama get up and go to work every day. And he's at the house with his friends playing PlayStation. And he's comfortable. He Sucking up all the good air. Listen, and I think that this... No, you... You are not, you are worth more than having, like, you just got out of school. You're trying to live your life and, and grow into your passion and your purpose. And I don't believe that your purpose is to take care of this nigga. I really don't. Like, I truly do not see that for you. Like, I see you getting out of this student loan one day, taking your career to the next level and figuring out what, what you can do within that. Um, and, not coming home to a nigga who's on your mother's couch playing PlayStation and eating your chips. So we hope that helps us. Let us know. Um, our inbox is open to you if you want to provide us an update or if you have any additional questions. If anybody has anything for our uh, listener this week, you can send us an email. A lot of times we get responses to the honesty box. People who have opinions and things that they want to share that we forward along to um, the person who submitted the letter. So if you have something that you want to share, whether it be a word of encouragement or some more advice, we'd be happy to pass that along. Just send that to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for writing in, sis. We hope that this helped. And y'all keep the letters coming because so. they're good. They're good and juicy. You deserve more, though. <laughs> you deserve more. Hell yeah. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Petty, petty. You got some petty on me. Yes. Petty peeves. Time for the petty peeves. So this week's petty peeve, I had one from a listener, but then Kia ended up having the exact same one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm going to do my own. Um, My petty peeve this week is really not that petty. It's for UPS specifically what can brown do for you sis not a motherfucking thing because (laughs) let me tell you what they didn't do this week was deliver my package properly i ordered some stuff from asos i wanted it by a specific date love asos so much hey asos you want to sponsor us getting grown at (laughs) gmail.com uh getting grown podcast at gmail.com so i ordered some stuff from asos paid the additional $12 to have it delivered in two days. Oh, no. We weren't in the office. It's fine. I called the UPS. I said, I'm not going to be in the office. Are they going to leave it at the doorstep because I can go pick it up? Or 
they can have it taken to a center and I don't mind picking it up from a center. They said, oh, no problem. If nobody's there to pick up the package, then it'll go to the center and you can go pick it up. Cool. They called me back. Oh, well, your package was signed for. Oh, it was? That's strange because nobody was in my office. Okay, I'm calling some of my coworkers. I'm like, you guys didn't happen to stop by the office and sign for a package. No, we didn't do it. Okay, cool. Didn't think so. Wanted to make sure. So I call UPS back. Yo, who signed for my package because nobody's there? Oh, well, somebody with this last name. That's fine, but where are they? Like, this is a building with suites in it. Who signed for my package? Can you tell me which suite they're in? Can you tell me what color hair they have? Like, can you <laughs> tell me anything? Oh, I don't know, but she said that she um, was going to give it to you. It's the office to the left. There is no fucking office to the left. No. So I still don't have my package. I was supposed to have my package on Friday. I still don't have my package. UPS cannot give me um, a description of the person who signed for my package, who they left the things that I paid for with my good money. That they can't like they signed that over to some person that I do not know who then lied and said they were going to give me my package, never brought me my package. And then when I called UPS today, they told me it was going to take eight days for them to do an investigation. You all need to investigate the fact that your stupid ass driver left my package with somebody that I do not know. And you all cannot provide a description of the person who you left the package with. Stop leaving packages with people who I don't know. Do you see a note on the door that says leave package with sweet six, whatever, whatever, whatever? No, you do not see that. I called you all and you still dropped my package off to some thieving ass white person who took it. Mm. So my beef and my petty peeve this week is with UPS because I still don't have my shit from ASOS and I'm big mad right now. I am so terribly sorry, sis. <laughs> no, Very for irritated. real. I just literally. What's, what's our petty peeve this week? Go ahead and tell the listeners. Our petty peeve was submitted by Shakoya. Shakoya writes, hey cousins, first of all, let me say I love the show. It's my weekly reminder that it's okay to not have all the answers because that, and I sure don't have any of them. Hey. Um, she said, now let me get into it. I absolutely loathe when people put you in a group text with a bunch Mm. of people you do not know. I feel like this is an invasion of my privacy. How do you know? I just want my number out there like that. This is especially This especially chaps my hide when the text includes a bunch of information I already know. Do not text me about a party or event that I already said I took the time off of work for. That means I already have the details and do not need a reminder along with the RSVPs of 20 other people. I don't let one of them and don't let one of them be an Android user. Oh, (laughs) not the green bubble struggle, Jesus. Not only did you add me into this group, now I'm getting a hundred notifications and can't even leave the conversation. I don't even want to get started on the green bubble. So I'll just stop here. She said, I'm glad I got that all out. Thanks for reading. Keep up the great work. Thank you for all that you do. Sincerely, Shakoya. Shakoya, girl, you had did that. Oh, you spoke a word, man. Girl, that is it. Okay. That is it. Uh, nothing makes me want to literally throw my phone outside of a window than a group text. There's a way to send a group text where it does not show every single person that you send the group text to. It's in your settings. 
just go ahead and fiddle around in your phone. There is a way to send a message where everybody doesn't pop up. Furthermore, in addition to that, if somebody has been so awful as to put you in a group text to invite you to something, it happens. Um, don't respond <laughs> in that group text. D- just have some consideration and some common sense and say, let me send a separate text to this person. I don't want to see 13 responses from people that say, can't wait to see you there. Is there anything I need to bring? Oh my God, it's going to be so much fun. I don't want to see that from a bunch of numbers that I don't know. So if you have something to say about that particular event and that person was not conscious enough to put you in a group text that does not show everybody's number, then you then need to send them a separate message and realize that you're getting ready to impact everybody else on that message before you send it in that particular chat. It's a shame that we have to review this for grown people. It's just a reminder because sometimes people forget. Because a saint is just a sinner who fell down in the Come on here, Donnie! Yeah, I know a gospel song. Come on, get back up again. Again. Oh, man, I'm tired. You know, my vibrato gets real wide when I get tired. (laughs) Get back up again. Get back up again. Anyway, in the meantime, everybody, drink your water. Moisturize your skin and mind your business because your black will crack if it is dry. It sure will. Y'all be good now. Bye. Bye. Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts.